Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Did you find Luke yet? Find Luke's gospel, the seventh chapter. The Bible says this. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain. It means pasture, green pasture. And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. And as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. So a mama who's already lost her husband and now has lost her only son. A mama who is walking in unfathomable grief, not just about her loss, but also the prospects of her of her future in the ethos of the day that she that she lived. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Verse 14, then he came up and touched The buyer and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. And fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has arisen among us. And God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. I want to speak to us on this thought tonight, the unstoppable force, the unstoppable force. Let's pray one more time. Lord Jesus, we give you glory and honor. We thank you, Father, and recognize that your spirit is ready in this house, Lord. We have, we have, we have felt your tangible glory in the room, Lord, and we know that you are, you are, are moving in and among us right now to, to minister to the needs in the house. And Father, I just pray right now for every young person in the room, from the youngest to the oldest, that you'd, that you just grip our hearts for the next few minutes, Lord, cause our ears to to hear what you are saying to us, Lord God. May you bring change and transformation in this house tonight. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to youth camp. Southern Ohio Youth Camp is coming up. We're almost in youth camp season. And so there's this game that we play sometimes. It's been banned a few years, and then a few years we bring it back, feeling a little crazy. Um, It's called Blind Barrels. Has anybody ever played Blind Barrels? It is a little wild. I played blind barrels. Uh, well, we, 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 we made up the game. And so in making up these games, often we sample them. And then sometimes we play them after the children uh, are, you know, are. We actually had one group come and they said, if you want us to come back. This was actually in a letter that they wrote to us. Um, very thoughtful letter. And they said, if you want us to come back, um, you, if you play blind barrels, our team respectfully, uh, will not be participating. Uh, this is a death, it was like death barrels. And there's this big fellow over here. His name's Zach. Zach, can you just stand? Just stand. I need, this is for the message. Yeah, just stand. Show him some love. Um, show him some love. All right. Okay. Zach's always been 
a monster, like always. And so anytime you play games like that involve force, right, you've got to know that if the guy's bigger than you, just run. Like, just run. The problem, though, with blind barrels is you can't see, right? And so, like, you start getting a little brave and you start moving about. And, man, I don't know if somebody pushed me into him or I don't know if somebody guided him into me. But I was struck by an unstoppable force. And um, I think for till this day, I still walk with a bit of a limp. Some students think that I have like a G walk, like a gangster walk. It's not actually that. I met Zach on the Blind Barrels course, and I've never been the same, right? Like this is, this is reality. Uh, we've kind of toned it down a little bit now. We've, we've got these Zorb balls. I think there's a little video. Um, yeah, okay. Right, okay. This is, this is a tribe, actually. That's, uh, is that you, Tristan? Where's Tristan? Where did, where did Tristan go? Is he in here? Media room. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so thank you, Andrew, for pulling that up. Yeah, so this is a little bit better because, like, you can see and you can avoid different ones. But still, like, that toxic masculinity causes you to think that even if the guy is bigger, right, like, don't do it. Right? There he is. Give Tristan a round of applause. So that was him delivering that death blow. Um, yes. So, and I was on the receiving end of that as well. I was actually running from him, from him and I don't know. I didn't know he was behind me. And so, uh, talking about tonight, the unstoppable force. You guys know about Isaac Newton, right? And his laws of motion, right? And his cradle and all this kind of stuff. And so, um, let me read to you what, um, what an unstoppable force is in the physics world. It says, a push or a pull so strong that it'll move any form of resistance in its path, right? So a push or a pull factor that is so strong that it will move any form of resistance in its, in its path, an unstoppable force. And I'm talking to you tonight about a force that is greater than any addiction, a force that is greater than any type of, of feeling of depression, any type of, uh, 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 of wave of anxiety that may visit you. I'm talking about the greatest force in the earth. That when the forces of hell meet the forces of heaven, there can only be one that remains standing. And force, this force that when it meets an object, it destructs it and destroys it in such a way that according to physics, when it breaks or bends, it does so by Fire by heating it up. Now that's another story and another message for another time, but some of y'all understand what I'm talking about. Amen. And so we're talking about the unstoppable force tonight. And this is what this, this widowed mama who just lost her baby boy was getting ready to encounter. This is what death being carried on the shoulders of the mourners was getting ready to encounter. Can you imagine the weight, the grief, that she must have been experiencing in this moment. As she and all of her homies from town and probably a whole bunch of other paid mourners, right, are walking with her. And they're walking towards this gate. And they're walking towards carrying what she was no doubt holding on to as her provision, right? Like her husband is gone. And so she's got no means, uh, uh, no means of security left in her life but her son in the society in which she was 
coming up in, right? And so it's not just the practical reality of needing a provider, right? But this is also all of her heart. And some of y'all cannot identify with that because you don't have any babies running around, right? And so you've heard it said, like, when you have a baby, oh, your world. It is so true, right? It's just something you're just going to have to experience, though. And I, can I just tell you this, too? Just, this is not part of my message, right? First command in the garden, be fruitful and multiply. Glory to God. And so we don't look at children as a problem. We don't look at children as an inconvenience or a barrier to a freer life. Oh, no, they are our treasure. They are our posterity. They are our future. They are blessings from God. And so one day when you finally join up with that significant other that was destined for you, right? And so don't, don't mess around. Be fruitful and multiply. That's not one and that's not two. Multiplication, baby. Okay? So that's like, right. And so if the Lord would, uh, would allow it for you, right? And so I don't know what you come in the room carrying Tonight, can we get real for a moment? I don't know what you, what disappointment you brought into the house. I don't know what, I don't know what diagnosis you may have brought in tonight in the house. I don't know what loss. I don't know what disappointment. I don't know what questions you brought in the house for God. God, where were you? You know she had to be asking that question. Where were you when I needed you? This is a Jewish woman looking to Yahweh. Where were you when I needed you most? Why didn't you show up for me? And I don't know what you carried. I don't know what you brought in. I don't know what's weighting your shoulders down. I don't know what's got you and maybe even your friends and your family uh, uh, struggling through every step. Can you imagine every step walking for that final goodbye? But what she doesn't know is that every step she's taking, she's coming one step closer to her answer, one step closer to the solution, one step closer to Jesus. It's what they were so able exhorting tonight in the in the song oh don't give up don't give up don't grow weary keep on going keep on walking oh it may not feel like it baby oh but there's an unstoppable force that is getting ready to meet your death there's an unstoppable force moving in your direction if you'll just hold him at his word and trust him I know the feelings might not be there the emotions might not be there it may not feel like revival for you it may not feel like a lot of passion a lot of fire in your step but if you are walking according to his word oh no tonight he's faithful to his word and he's going to show up for you hallelujah unto God somebody lift your hands to heaven and give him glory tonight there's an unstoppable force. Oh, you may not see it, but keep on looking down the road. Keep on looking forward. Oh, he's coming. He's coming for you. He's coming. He's coming to meet. Oh, the thing, the force that's weighed you down, the force that's got you discouraged. There's a force greater. There's a force greater than your sin. There's a force greater than your disappointment. There's a force greater than your questions. There's a force greater, oh, than the cycle that you've been stuck in there's a force greater than the diagnosis of the, of the doctor oh and that unstoppable force is Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the great paradox is what happens when an unstoppable force meets 
an immovable object. An unstoppable force in motion meets an immovable object. Well, I don't know because the unstoppable force that I'm telling you about actually works in sync with the immovable object, which happens to be His Word. Hallelujah unto God. His word is the immovable object. And though culture may change and, and though mom and dad's opinion about you and your future may change and, and cousins may change and, and homies may change and boyfriends and girlfriends may change and they may try to change all kinds of things and make it normal, I can point you back to an immovable force. Oh, you can immovable object that you can count on, that you can base your life on. Oh, that you can base your tomorrow on, that you can base your hope on and your feelings on and your emotions on. I'm talking about the immovable object of his word. Hallelujah. Let God's word be true. And every man a liar, the word declares that he exalts his word above his very name. Oh, an immovable object is his word. And if he said it, you heard what Kyle testified. If he said it, oh, it's an immovable object. And there's no force in hell that can come against the immovable object. Hallelujah. What I got to do then is stand on his word. And not, not step aside to the, to the shifting, uh, to shifting ideas and prognosis of my friends or my family or the news or, or, or my government leaders or my Twitter feed or my, my social media account. Oh, but I stay planted on his word. And so this lady is carrying her only son. To a graveyard. And she did not know that the resurrection was going to meet her at the gate. And so she thinks she's going to a graveyard. But she's getting ready to see a resurrection. I think it was D.L. Moody who decided to, to search the scriptures to figure out what Jesus would say at a funeral. And his conclusion he shared was there wasn't a funeral that he went to that did not result in a resurrection. He wasn't much for funerals. And so I don't know what they've said about your situation. I don't know what you have said about your situation. But would to God that you begin to echo what God has said about your situation. Would to God tonight that you would allow faith and allow hope to arise in your heart and your spirit. Oh, I know it might not look all that good. I know that it might, may have been bad for for for. for a very long time for you. Oh, but can I tell you that he's faithful to his word? Oh, and no matter what 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 time or the seasons has brought you to, we serve a God that stands outside of time and he knows the moment that you're going to step at the gate. Do you see that? Jesus from the foundation of the earth knew when this lady would be coming to the gate and just so happens, wasn't just so happens. Oh, he had planned it from the foundation of the world. Oh, I'm going to meet a widow at a gate, oh, at a gate at Nain, and I'm going to breathe resurrection life into her hopeless situation. Why? Because he's a God that knows. He's a God that sees. He's not forgotten you or overlooked you, but he knows what you're carrying. And he knows what they've said about it. And he knows what you've said about it. 
Oh, hallelujah. But tonight, I'm convinced that your coffin is going to meet the unstoppable force of the resurrection and the life. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen in the house tonight. Keep on walking. No matter the load. Oh, the enemy's got you under. Oh, when the time is right, he will see fit to step in. Amen. Oh, there is a great destination ahead for you. It may look like a graveyard. Oh, no. Oh, but his plans for you are good and not evil to give you a hope and a future, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. With man, this is impossible. Oh, but with this unstoppable force, all things are possible. Hallelujah. When the impossible meets the unstoppable force of Jesus, all things become possible. Amen. Hallelujah. We're talking about Jesus, the unstoppable force, the healer and the deliverer. Hallelujah. Unto God. We are talking about Jesus. Oh, the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. Oh, the captain of all the hosts of heaven talking about Jesus, the unstoppable force. Oh, you got an impossible situation. It only needs to meet the unstoppable force of the miracle worker tonight. Hallelujah unto God. Hallelujah to God. Oh, talking about the name that is above all names. Hallelujah. Talking about our great high priest. Oh, who's been touched. Oh, by the feelings of your infirmities. Amen. A God who arrives on time every time. We trust you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And so he brings with him the kingdom of heaven. And when he steps into the in, into to your sphere, he brings with him all authority of his kingdom. And when the kingdom of heaven and the authority of heaven meets the kingdom of earth and the authority of earth, there's only one that can remain, and that is the kingdom of heaven that he carries with him, which is the law of the law of the spirit, which is life. And when the law of the spirit makes contact with the law of death and sin, only one can prevail, and it's the law of the spirit. Amen. It's the law of faith in Christ Jesus. So Jesus is coming with his posse and she's coming in the other direction with her posse. And he meets her at the gate and the Bible says he he reaches into the into the casket. And the author is pretty, pretty clear because it seems a little bit uh out of bounds, this strange man who is meeting you at your, your darkest moment and he thinks it's appropriate to touch, to touch the son who's dead. I think it's strange when people show up to funerals that, that don't know the deceased. Or anyone in the family. Like what is there, like we know wedding crashers is a thing. Like is funeral crashing, like is that a thing? There are people that actually hold private, like closed, uh, closed funerals because that's weird, right? And sometimes it's weird even when, when people who think they're close and aren't really close, you understand. And so and here's Jesus. And he's coming and he's not stopping. He keeps approaching her. And he's approaching the crowd. And, and, and he makes his way to, uh, to the, the pallbearers. And and he and he makes contact with. Don't look now. It's also a violation of Jewish law. 
to touch the dead thing. Can I tell you tonight? If the thing that you've carried into the room is going to be resurrected, it's going to be impacted by this unstoppable force, you have to let him touch it. Do you hear me? You have to be willing to let him touch it. I think it's strange that the casket was open. I don't know. I see it in today's today's terms. I guess they probably didn't have. They probably just had him on an open open bed or something. I'm thinking pallbearers, you know, almost like the Ark of the Covenant, and he's just out there. <clears throat> and I don't know if he had to push by some burial clothes or or what he what he had to push through, but he had to break every custom. He had to break Jewish law and religious tradition. Religious tradition will never get you a miracle. Religious tradition will never will never cause the disease to evac- evacuate from your body. Religious tradition will never break the sin cycle in your life. It'll never break the addiction. It'll never be enough to to substitute for to substitute for the alcohol or the pill. We don't need religious tradition. And I'm not against tradition. And I'm not against religion. In fact, those things uh, provide. Like a river, sometimes they provide banks and direction and consistency and discipline. But it's not the discipline and it's not the consistency and it's not the showing up weekly or the read. Those aren't the, the, those aren't the, uh, those aren't the forces that bring us what we need. But it's one thing and it's Jesus and it's faith in him alone. It's not my good works and it's not my consistency. And I'll say that again because I know that I know that you've been you've been convinced otherwise because it's just easy to believe that I have to be really good at it and I have to do it for a really long time. It's just not true. You're saved by grace through faith and not by works, just in case you thought you could do it on your own and boast. That's not my words, that's scripture. Paul said, it's grace wherein I stand. So I perpetually stand in grace. And in fact, I glory in my weakness. Because in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. And so I don't live by law, but I live by spirit. And his word reveals and is the spirit the spirit of truth is in his word are you with me tonight and so so 
So understand tonight, we are, we are talking about the unstoppable force of the person of Jesus Christ. And if you are going to, uh, going to, going to uh, um, uh, allow for this Jesus to bring to you life to your situation, resurrection to your situation, deliverance to your reality, whatever it is that you're carrying, whatever it is that has got you distraught tonight, you're going to have to allow him to touch it. You don't have to tell me, but you probably should. I'm not your, I'm not your priest. So I'm talking about for accountability purpose. You probably should tell somebody you trust. It's really silly to keep that hidden. It's real, that's called shame. That convinces you that the thing that you're carrying and the thing that you're dealing with, you can't tell nobody because some way, somehow they're going to view you differently or change their mind about you. That's shame. And the cross took care of our shame. Do you understand what I'm telling you? And if you're going to allow, if you're going to have healing take place and be able to walk in that healing and sustained healing, you're going to need some people around you that you trust and that you can bear your heart with, where we can bear one another's burdens. Scripture says, confess your sins one to another so that you may be healed. It actually turns out that you need this. You need community. You need people uh, around you to remind you uh, of who the unstoppable force is and, and who the immovable object is or what the immovable object is in your life. And so tonight, are you willing? Would you be willing to allow him to touch your point of need? Would you be willing to worship him in truth? You don't have to have a hocus pocus moment for radical deliverance to come in your life. And you don't have to have a wave of emotions for radical, for the cycle of sin to be broken. I'm telling you tonight, it does not have to be. And I know for some of us who've grown up and, and really, really gatherings like this that, that can, can lean more on the emotional side of things, we, we think that if there's no emotion to it, then somehow the word's not active. But the word does not need your emotions. It just needs your faith. Just needs your belief. Everything is according to your emotions. No, everything is according to your faith. And if you can believe him and take him at his word tonight, you can be restored and you can be healed and you can be delivered and you can leave this room different than you came in. And can I remind you that that's what matters? She's carrying a dead boy, but it didn't matter what she came carrying. What mattered is, is what she left with. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your point of origin uh, was tonight. What matters is, is that your destination has changed. What matters is, is what you leave with. And, and look at this young man. The Lord begins to speak to the thing, the only thing that he shouldn't be speaking to, which is the thing that couldn't hear him, right? And so he begins to speak to the dead boy. And so he begins to speak to those things that are not as though they were. And the Bible says he began to raise up and he received life. Can you imagine that journey back home? They thought they were going to a graveyard. Oh, but instead they're walking in a great destiny that God had preordained for them for the foundation of the world. And they're carrying the very instrument that they thought was going to take them to the grave. Hallelujah. Do you know that that could be your reality tonight? The thing that you came carrying in heavy with, the thing that you came uh, dragging in 
in this house tonight that's got you weighed down, that's got you uh, losing sleep at night, that's got you got you walking in fear and anxiety, can be the very thing that you've got a hold of, got a hold of walking out of this building, saying, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Once was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. I laid down, I laid down my heavy burden. I don't know the rest of that song, but it goes something like that. And so you can leave this place different if you let him touch it. Hallelujah. If you let him, if you let him get close, you see, you you see, you see the trajectory of the, the, the next few days and, and maybe even the next few years. And for some of you, you don't like it. But I come to tell you, if you'll believe him, whatever it feels like, he sees you. And he's coming down that same road. But you can't stop before you get to the gate. Keep walking. Keep trusting. Keep trusting tonight. Get to where Jesus is. Not just the, not just the, the room that he's in. Not just the arena that he might be in or the space. Uh, not just beside somebody that's close to him. But you have got to get to where he is so that he can be where you are. And he can touch your point of need. Amen. And so tonight we, we, we're talking about a, a God that invites you to bring the force of your life that has been contrary and allow the unstoppable force of his grace that is no match for the sin that chases you. Amen. To bring your issue of lack that meets the unstoppable force of Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen. Glory to God. Bring your weakness to the unstoppable force that gives you the strength. He said, Paul said, his weakness is greater than your strength. His weakness is greater than your strength. We're talking about a mighty God tonight. A mighty God who sees you who knows your circumstance, who knows what you're carrying. He knows what you've lost sleep over. He knows the burdens of your heart. And he doesn't want to leave you there. Amen. I believe that tonight can be a night that your proverbial coffin meets the unstoppable force of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Will you let him touch it? Will you trust him again to speak? To your dead situation? Will you believe him again, some of you, to bring your issue before? I don't know what happened last time. I don't know what happened last year. I don't know what others have said about the situation. And I'm not really concerned about what others have said about the situation. What has he said about it? What has he said about it? Amen. Can I get some music? Are you guys ready to close? Know it's the Holy Ghost when we're closing six minutes early. Praise God. <clears throat> the force of His love. 
stronger than the force of your fears. Scripture says, this perfect love casts out fear. The force of his presence is stronger than the bondage of hell. Scripture says where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, there's liberty. The force of his sacrifice is greater than any sickness that stepped into this room with you. For by his stripes, we are healed. The force of his strength is greater than any weakness that may have slipped in the room alongside you. tell you, there's a lot of unstoppable forces that will harm you, that you're no match for if you want to go alone. Unstoppable forces that'll keep you defeated, that'll keep you in despair, that'll keep you hopeless, but there is one greater. (laughs) There is one greater. Will he, will you allow him to meet you tonight? And if you allow him to meet you, will you open up his heart and allow him to touch your issue and your need? Amen. Can you stand to your feet tonight? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet tonight. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we give you glory and honor tonight. We thank you, Jesus. We recognize, Lord, that we don't have what it takes. We recognize, God, that we in and of ourselves, we are not enough. We recognize, God, that we are far too weak. God, we recognize that our finite minds do not have the answers. Oh, but we rest in the reality, God. Oh, that you are stronger. You are stronger than every force of hell. You are greater than every bondage, Lord God. Oh, you are mightier, oh, than the forces of this earth, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we have not and we know not and we cannot, but we look to you, Lord, who is well able. We look to you, God, oh, who says with you, all things are possible. Let tonight be a night when that unstoppable force, oh God, meets the forces of hell that have been chasing us. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.